0: up guys this is the extra point podcast with the college football experience we are the college football experience we are coming to you after a phenomenal semi-final games between alabama crimson tide michigan wolverines texas longhorns and the washington huskies i am gus and this is will man Will, those were some great semi-final games kind of like we were saying they were going to be did you enjoy watching them? That's a stupid question. Yeah, we got everything. I
1: think we, yeah, I think we got. Um, I think we uh, had really good games. It was everything we kind of wanted, everything you can kind of ask for in in those types of games, in those big, um, in those big games in the year. You know, we kind of talked about how there's probably a snoozer every once in a while, but both those games were really good, really competitive. And both of them really came down to the end. Uh, And I couldn't be more happy about it. Um, That's kind of when they came up with this 14 playoffs, this is another example of what they wanted. Two really competitive Mm -hmm. games. And then two two of the best teams go into the national championship.
0: This is for sure. This was the ideal scenario. And I'm going to go ahead and say it. This is kind of something. This is what you and I were talking about. The, the, the committee, one million percent, got it right. I mean, these were the best four teams. Well, I think Georgia,
1: Georgia, yeah. they got beat by Bama. They probably could have been in there, but I don't know who I would yes. replace them with. But, yes, out of the right. five teams who they were considering, these were the four best. and. For sure even though we're not really talking about that game today. I mean, look at the Orange ball. I know that's not the complete Florida State team, but they got drugged by 60. So, (laughs) I know that wasn't their complete team. I know they had a ton of opt-outs, but still, it is what it is. It's still. Bama-Michigan was an awesome game. I loved that game. It was so fun. Um, And then the Michigan, I mean, the Washington-Texas game was kind of more what we thought, you know, a little – it more. was so
0: much fun.
1: Dude, the big time plays, the third down field, uh, the explosive plays. Um I thought it was going to get into the 40s. It got close. Uh but um both games were really exciting and both of them came down to the end and that's really all we can ask for when we schedule these games so far in advance.
0: Yep, yep. Um and before we start breaking down these games a little bit more in depth, we need y'all to subscribe we need y'all to keep listening and we really need y'all to keep sharing so if so if so if y'all would keep doing that you can find us on Instagram you can find us on YouTube TikTok at the college football experience that would be great man rose bowl michigan 27 alabama 20 in overtime man this this game was just up and down up and down up and down whenever i was watching this game when we were going through the first half i was like we've seen this alabama team before we've seen them suck in the first half but this is against michigan i think they're going to lose and then they come out and they come out in the third quarter and they look like a completely different football team i mean this this was this game was i feel like it was alabama season in a nutshell
1: Yeah. um, You know, I can't believe I let that SEC championship game fool me with Alamo uh, because they kind of went back to what they struggled with the other 12 games before the Georgia game. Yeah. Um, Just couldn't, just don't play consistently offensively and they dang sure couldn't get the pass game going. I mean,
0: Mm -mm. Jalen
1: Miller only threw for 116 yards, which is terrible Uh, for a playoff game. You were kind of, yes, it's very bad. Um, you were kind of saying it. Uh, they had an advantage on the edge, and they just—I don't know what they saw on film or what Dude. you know the offense coordinator thought. Why he, why he was being so conservative,
0: especially with it. in the first half. I mean, halfway through the first quarter, I was like, Alabama—they have such an advantage on the edge. Like you, have, like you're getting clobbered straight up the middle throughout the first half, and I'm like, they're getting killed. And then, like, the one to two plays they had on the edge, I was in, like, they have guys that can get out on the edge and can get yards. Like, why can't they see this? And and I was hounding on it. I was hounding on it in the group chat. I was like, like they have to get on the edge. And then the start of the third quarter, what do they do? They start getting on the edge, and it opens everything up. So, th- that, that, yeah. that was super frustrating. But whenever you yep. have to look – at the Michigan game plan, they came with it in the first half. They really didn't blitz that much. They only blitzed six times. This is what I was just telling you. They only blitzed six times, but they got sacks on five of their six blitzes in the first half. I mean, just yeah, dude. They can contr- control
1: stuff. the line of scrimmage, man. They uh, who would have mm-hmm. thought Michigan would ever control the line of scrimmage against Alabama? Um, they they looked like the better team for three out of the fourth qu- four quarters. Dude, Four they feet. could actually move the ball up and down the field, and then they would shoot themselves in the foot somehow, and it'd cost them to score points. I mean
0: – Special teams?
1: I, yeah. And then I was, like, watching uh, Dave Portnoy's videos throughout the game, and they were he so kind of made it, like, I don't normally agree with him on some things because he's so pro-Michigan, but, like, he was like, we should be beating these guys by, like, three scores, but we yep. just keep killing ourselves. And he, he was – I thought he was pretty spot on the first half. I thought they should have been winning by a lot more, but they kept yeah. letting Alabama hang in there, hang in there. Mm-hmm. And you really don't want to do that. And I thought at the end of the third, I thought Alabama was going to win the game. Same. And um Same. I mean, I was like, God, here we go again. Nick Saban's going to win this one and go to the national championship and win another yeah. one. Yeah. But yeah. Michigan He's held on. High. JJ had that huge drive in the fourth quarter that went down and tied the game. Dude. Michigan's offensive play calling was so much better than Alabama's. Dude the, play scheming, dude, the play scheming, the designs, how they set up, the, they get guys open with their rub routes, mm-hmm. with running off the safeties. Man, Michigan's game plan was really good, was really impressed with their offense. Uh, man, really impressed with them overall. They definitely – I was wrong about this game. I thought Bama – would come in and kind of bully him a little bit, but I think I just let that one game against Georgia fool me because yeah. they went back being the Bama they were all year.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's and then that's something that you gotta something that you gotta look at when you're in these playoff games. What about Blake Corum, man? He has scored every game of the season, and with how his 2022 season ended, I kind of like to see that from him. I mean, just a super good story for him to be able to bounce back this year. But I don't think JJ McCarthy played good the whole game. He just had one or two good throws, I think. But I mean, he kept
1: them in the game. He didn't. Yeah. He tried to lose them. He tried to. He tried to set up Alabama at first, and he settled down. Yeah. And then it was like, just don't lose us the game. I think that's kind of. Yeah. Keep us That's- in it. Don't lose it for us, and we can help mm-hmm. you the rest of the way. Because, dude, his offense coordinator helped him out with some easy throws, yeah. and
0: some it of his guys really- did the rest of the work for him. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I he mean, finished
1: with 221 yards and three touchdowns.
0: Yeah, and but I mean, i I think two of those three touchdowns were like screens out of the backfield, like, like where they. Go and you have the running back in the flat, or you have a wide receiver in the flat, and you just ding ding. So,
1: dude, the fourth fourth and three play call they had the ball was their last drive, dude. Yes, their last drive. It that was a heck of a play call. They did that earlier in the game, and -hmm. it was the exact same thing, dude. Yep, give credit to them, man. That was the best defense they've played all year, and they, you know. They struggled at first and then they found ways to get their guys the ball and then they found a way to win the ball game.
0: Yeah. I mean, Jim, I can't stand Michigan. I think Jim's a really weird guy, but he is, is he's a hell of a coach, and he just outcoached the greatest coach of all time. So for for sure have to give him credit. Um question going forward. Where do you think Alabama Goes from here.
1: They gotta, dude. They gotta improve offensively.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is Milrow the answer?
0: I don't. I don't, I don't know. know.
1: I just don't think he's consistent enough. I think he's. They're so loaded around him
0: that it makes
1: not saying. Not saying it's easy to be successful, but it's it's just he he has it's he can find way more success than other quarterbacks because of the dudes he has around him, and they need to improve yeah. up front. Yeah, uh, they haven't played well up front. They need to learn how to get a snap. I mean, why are we playing in January and we can't get a snap? And we can't snap the ball. Um, so yeah, I think defensively they're fine. Oh, they recruit yeah. well. Nick Saban's the best defensive guy in the country. Maybe you can put him up there with Kirk. him and Kirby are up there together. Um, but they got to improve offensively, man. And they they've been in this type of situation before. They've lost in the playoffs before. It's been a while, but man, they've been here before, and they just need to they need to improve offensively, especially on the kind of some of their wide receiver guys. They need a deep ball guy. Um yeah. A guy who can spread the field vertically. Cause they got dudes. I mean, they got dudes that can um you can throw it out to a screen and he can go, but they need somebody that can stretch it vertically besides Burton.
0: Yeah, which is which is something which which is something that I was about to say. They were able to keep him in check. They were able to keep Jermaine Burton in check. I don't even think I don't even think I don't even think let me see. Let me see. Did he even have a catch tonight? Jermaine Burton had had a catch. He 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 had four for twenty-one with a long of eleven.
1: He had one in the uh like he had one that set up the fourth and goal. I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so he he hit him on a little
1: hitch route.
0: Yeah. So so you're so you're so you're Alabama, and you've been taking deep shots, and you've been hitting them all year long, and you're. You have one pass that goes for twenty nine yards. That's your longest passing play. I mean, that's that
1: was one of the things we said was if they can hit on the deep balls, they can win. But if they don't, they're going to be in trouble. Struggle, and they didn't. And they yeah, they, they were in struggled. trouble when they couldn't go downfield.
0: Yeah, yeah, they for sure, for sure struggled. Um, I think. I don't know if I don't know if they'll do it but I'm not convinced from his first season that tommy Reese is the guy i don't i also but it also isn't for me to say because I don't know the ins and outs of the working it's just me taking like an outward look but I mean for them going forward with them getting who something or is truly the n- number one quarterback in the, the class of 2024. Um, Julian saying, I mean, he's their quarterback of the future. Does See, he fit what Tommy wants to do?
1: I think Milrow doesn't fit what Tommy wants to do. They just don't fit each other. Other. Like, yeah, Milrow would fit great with a Dan Mullen type offense, oh, quarterback yeah. runs, that type of guy. Um, so he I would, think it's more of so I like can't really hard. I can't really judge on their offense coordinator until I kind of see a quarterback he wants. Yeah, um, you know fair. they got the number one quarterback fair. in the country. So maybe let me see him with him, see how he does, and then I can make a judgment on it because I, I yeah. don't think him and Milrow are the because he's not a Milrow guy. He, Milrow was there yeah. before he got there and he yeah. he was really their only option this year. Uh, obviously that South Florida game shows he was the only yeah. v- option who could make them be successful because they would have lost three or four games if no doesn't for play. Monroe.
0: For yeah. sure. For sure man, but congratulations to the Michigan Wolverines. I am super sad that you won, but you 100% deserved to win. You were the better team all yep. hands down. You were 100 100- Percent the better team last night. Heading down to New Orleans. Woo. this this game right here it it was so hard to stay up for, but goodness gracious, was it a good one? And I, and I, th- I think the better team won here too. I mean, the
1: de- the better team of the night won. Yes, um, yeah. yeah. I think talent wise, Texas should win eight out of ten times, but Washington played better. Quarterback played better. They got their coach coach better. I mean, it was um it was definitely you could tell Washington warned it last night and they just played better, man, from all around. I mean, I was Michael Penix, dude, he looked like a first round top five draft pick, elite throws, putting it in the window, small windows, putting it out there. And uh-huh. um, he, he looked like a dude last night. Um, it took viewers a little bit to get going. Um, yeah. But he finally got on and got going. Um, I'm surprised Texas didn't keep running the ball because they did outrush dude. them a ton. Yes. Um, But, man, Washington's uh, passing game ultimately uh, good. prevailed. And, dude, you know, shout out. Washington's um, defensive line for getting pressure on yours and uh, causing him to be uncomfortable.
0: Dude,
1: what your kind of thoughts of? I know you're a big Washington guy, and Penix was your guy this year.
0: Uh I I think I think we probably well I don't I don't want to have like a recency bias here, but we might have seen the deserving Heisman Trophy winner last night. I mean just because he does play out on the west coast i don't think he got as much attention but he also did have a stinker of a month i think it was in october i mean they stunk in october i mean they had to survive in the month of october so i so i can see why but man i think washington won this game for every reason i thought they were going to win this game i thought they were gonna have i thought they were going to have the superior quarterback play and they did. I thought they were going to have the superior wide receiver play, and they did. I mean, just let me read some stats for you here. Roma Dunze, six catches, 125 yards with a long of 52. Jalen Polk, five catches, 122 yards with the long of 77, and a touchdown. J- J- Jalen McMillan, five catches, 58 yards, touchdown. I mean, just three-headed monster. I mean, and every throw is with surgical, which is with surgical precision. I mean, everyone knows where they're supposed to be. Everyone knows exactly who the ball is going to. Everyone knows exactly when the ball is going to get thrown. And I mean, this offense is just... Do you think it's up there with the 2022 Alabama in a 2019 LSU when it's at its peak – when it's at its peak proficiency. I mean, because they're just so crisp and so clean and so on it that –
1: I mean, I don't know if those – did the LSU team have 2,000-yard receivers? I mean, I know they had the capability, but did both of them get it?
0: I think – I'm pretty sure they did.
1: Okay. Well – I mean, I think if I did, it would be I would probably rank them third right now because both yeah. those teams end up winning a championship. Yeah. So let me see how dominant they are against. If they can be dominant against Michigan, yeah, I'll put them up. I'll, I'll have, I could have a conversation about it.
0: About it. Um, yeah,
1: because you know those other two had Heisman Trophy winners on their team, and yeah. I do think you're right. I think him he's kind of fallen a victim of where they are located in the times of their games. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people can watch them or they really want to watch them. Um, but he definitely proved me wrong. Um, I didn't think he was going to get it done in this game. I thought Texas defensive line was going to make more plays. I thought they were going to get more pressure on him and cause him to be uncomfortable. But they just didn't really get to him. And Quinn just took a little bit to get going. And he just didn't make any big-time plays, plays that we yeah. that I wanted it, that I needed him to make for them to win this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, dude, Sark was just kind of disappointing in this game. He just couldn't get his rhythm or something or get going. I mean, they had a pretty good little two-minute stint in the fourth quarter where they kind of scored late, yeah. and then they got the ball back and almost went and scored the game winner. Um, but – I don't know for sure, but I think Quinn Ewers got hurt in this game. I think he got a concussion. And really? he didn't want to come out. Uh-huh. Dude, he hit that he hit his head on the turf really hard and it bounced twice. And then he like uh-huh. went and grab his head and then he got back up and they checked him out and they cleared him. But I'm telling you, dude, I think he I think he was his bell was rung.
0: Uh-huh.
1: He was a little loopy, I think. Uh-huh. After that um, hit
0: um Texas is, I think it um is I think um it was her left tackle he got a little banged up too but but kind of getting back to what you were talking about Texas defensive line zero sacks one tackle for loss I mean with all of with all of that talent they should have more production than that they should have more production than that but that also is a super big kudos to the Washington um, offensive line. And I said, they they have guys. Like, they are a good offensive line. And whenever you were able to watch Penix, he, he was able to shift in the pocket. He was able to step up in the pocket. He was able to roll out. He was able to get that ball out quick and on time. So that kind of was able to negate the Texas pass rush. And something else that you were kind of touching on, Whenever Texas got in the fourth quarter and it was like the last two to three minutes, they reverted back to what they had been the entire season. They were able to hit the big plays in the open field. But when they got in the red zone, they completely choked it away. They completely choked it away. They scored three points when they were in the red zone in the final three minutes of the game. That sums up their season. This whole season, they've been such a terrible red zone team, and their true color shined, kind of like Alabama. Like
1: overthink it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or or just or just the type of play caller that Stark is. Whenever the field whenever the field compresses, he really can't do what he is wants to do, can't do what he's comfortable doing. So it's just like that and so like the entire play calling just kind of shifts. Like, yeah, like yeah. um, I think on the I think on the final three, I think on the final four plays, three of the passes were jump balls to A.D. Mitchell in the corner.
1: Yeah. You know what I love about uh, this, though, is both these matchups. If you look at the blue chip ratio and the r- recruiting rankings, neither one of these teams are anywhere close to Texas and Alabama when it comes to that Mm -hmm. percentage and the rankings that's happened over the last three years.
0: This just kind of shows. I don't even think that Washington is in the blue chip ratio.
1: I don't think they are either. I think Michigan's on there somewhere. But, like, compared to these two teams who have four and five stars everywhere, I just love how this kind of shows that developing helps. Coaching is a big deal. And like when you have a stud quarterback, and you can develop the people around him, dude, you can win some ball games. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I loved about the results of these two games. Even though I wasn't cheering for these two teams, it does show that coaching still matters. That necessarily these recruiting rankings don't always matter
0: as most, much.
1: Sometimes as yeah. much. Um, I still think at the end of the day, the big dogs are going to eat majority yeah. of the time, but. Last night, it just showed sometimes coaching and
0: developing works. Yeah. So, a blue chip ratio, of the Washington Huskies are not above 50%. And the Michigan Wolverines, they're only at 54%. Um, Alabama, see if you can guess what Alabama is. Like 85. Higher. Oh, my God.
1: 88? higher 92
0: 90 and then then you have Texas as at 70.
1: dude I truly think Alabama is just a quarterback position like like I love his legs I think he can do some great things i just think the two don't mesh well yeah, yeah. it's not yeah. I think he's a pretty good offense quarter i think he's a good he's good quarterback of what he can do. Yeah
0: it just doesn't uh, click yeah those away. two
1: yeah just, those two just he's going to have to improve on his throwing man to uh, mm-hmm. for them to to kind of really click and we'll see we'll see this um offseason if he can get going with him but kudos to washington uh proved me wrong i went 0-2 uh for the man. playoff picks um but hey man i hope we have a good championship
0: who you got winning the championship
1: I'm gonna save it for our championship preview.
0: Oh, saving that for the championship preview. Do you have any last takeaways before we bounce up out of here with a little quick little episode? Um
1: enjoy these last four, last year the 14 playoffs, B12 team playoff. Um we have some interesting comments on how college football needs to change. I can't wait for that episode uh to kind of get our thoughts on it, how the schedule needs to change. But it's gonna be weird next year, man. We're gonna be twelve team playoffs. We're gonna be playing all the way into the end of January. Mm-hmm. So
0: uh that'll be weird.
1: Yeah, So I think fun the playoffs
0: championship game is on the twentieth of January. That's yep. weird. That's gonna weird. be
1: yep. It's gonna be weird. I'm just kinda trying to look forward to it, trying to be excited for it. Um don't necessarily agree with twelve. I don't think you do either. Uh sucks. Um, think we kind of want six or eight ourselves. I think I do. I think you want BCS Peace. original. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, appreciate you guys listening in. Make sure you subscribe. Hit the like button. Go follow us on TikTok. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram. Share our stuff. Uh, we're really trying to grow this page, and uh, we're looking forward to next season and some of the three the three trips. I think we're pretty sure we're going to possibly a fourth. Possibly. So, appreciate you guys tuning in. Do you have anything else? I love college football. I do, too, man. I do, too. Yesterday was fun, man. I hate that they were like, I wish they would. I know you can't compete with the NFL, but you got to move those games either to the Saturday. 30th. Yeah, put them on Saturday, man. Everybody matter. everybody can watch them. Everybody.
0: I think every college football game should always be played on Saturday. That is my hot take, and that is what we're going to leave y'all with.
1: Yep, and we shouldn't be playing at no later than 7.30. All
0: right, Well, I will talk to you later, man. See y'all.